Welcome to the Memory Hole Show, where we talk about interesting ideas, promote freedom, and push back against authoritarianism. I'm your host, Brian. A couple of weeks ago, I spoke about the Twitter files dump part one. Now, that was important because it shed light onto how governments are working hand in hand with social media and other digital platforms in ways that are really not good and healthy for society. Now, whether it's shaping elections or silencing dissenting viewpoints on whatever the topic is, there's a whole bunch of them, the critical thing is how certain kinds of voices are being silenced. And of course, those voices tend to be leaning to the right a little bit on the political spectrum. And guess what? Silencing voices from one very large segment of the population is bad for society. Now, this week I take a look at another one of the Twitter files dumps that I thought was quite interesting. But before I jump into the episode, I want to bring up something that I noticed. I was looking at my podcast stats the other day and I noticed that 58% of my listeners are listening to the show on the website version. Now that could mean you're listening right on Anchor or you could be listening to it from memoryholeshow.com. Now I appreciate all my listeners, but what that really means is that many of you have not subscribed to the show. Now I don't ask for anything, but please consider subscribing to the show. Go into your phone's podcast app and search for The Memory Hall Show, then smash that subscribe button for me. I really appreciate your support. Let's get this show started. So I chose Galileo Got Shadow Banned for the title of this episode because it seemed like a good fit for the theme of this week's episode. So continuing on with the Twitter files dumps, this week I cover Barry Weiss's part two. We saw in the Twitter files part one that the government and Twitter were partnered up together as one well-oiled machine. In fact, all the major tech companies appear to be working together with the government to control information. Now you could say that we are in the era of the information wars. Obviously, this isn't good for society or the truth for that matter. So let me begin by saying that Access to a full variety of information allows for a balanced assessment of a situation. You see, people all have blind spots. It's one of the flaws of being human. Those blind spots, however, can be reduced when working with other people that have different blind spots. Collaboration in this case helps you get past your biases, but only so long as the group you're collaborating with isn't trapped in a form of groupthink. Brainstorming with people that all think the same will not eliminate blind spots. By controlling what you can see and find on social media, you can control what conclusions people will come to and what opinions they will form. In this case, controlling access to information amounts to control of what people can think. So how did Twitter control information and therefore public opinion? They used a few tools to do this. Tweet number one. A new Twitter files investigation reveals that teams of Twitter employees build blacklists, prevent disfavored tweets from trending, and actively limit the visibility of entire accounts or even trending topics all in secret without informing users. So here we see three different kinds of limits that were implemented as we can see in tweets 3, 4, and 5. So, when Dr. J. Bhattacharya suggested that lockdowns would hurt kids, he was awarded with a trends blacklist. If you weren't aware, Dr. J. Bhattacharya was also the co-author of the Great Barrington Declaration, which opposed the COVID lockdown in general. 
So obviously that made him a target to the narrative regime. Now, along with him, conservative talk show host Dan Bongino was hit with a search blacklist while another conservative influencer, Charlie Kirk, got tagged with Do Not Amplify. What's interesting is how much thought went into creating a variety of nuanced tools to limit the accounts that they didn't like in a variety of different ways. If only they would have spent this much time just trying to argue their positions on these topics instead. Think about it. If you need these kinds of tools, these kinds of censorious tools, it's probably because your arguments aren't very good or you're under the influence of the government or some other NGO. Either way, it's bad. I mean, you might be tempted to have your opponent's opinions blocked or limited, but will you have that same opinion when the shoe is on the other foot? Curious. But worse than that is the childlike behavior of denying that this actually goes on in the first place. In tweet number six, Twitter's Vijaya Gade and Kayvon Bakepur said, we do not shadow ban. And we certainly don't shadow ban based on political viewpoints or ideology. So forget that those two statements somewhat contradict each other. Remember in episode 41, How Dare You, where I spoke about body language. The thing is that people can lie very easily. To counter this, you have to use your senses to make observations. Now, I'm often called out for this. My spidey senses will go off telling me that something isn't quite right. What I'm being told isn't matching up to my observations. And for this, I'm called conspiratorial. It's funny too, because when I was a kid, I was told to not believe everything I saw on TV, but it seems these days you're expected to believe everything that's on TV, or in this case, Twitter or social media. Okay, so after having denied using shadow banning as a tool for controlling accounts, they come out and admit they use those exact tools, but they have a different name for it. It's called visibility filtering. Seriously, because the technical internal name actually makes a difference. Lipstick on a pig doesn't change the fact that it's still a pig. But to go from denying that you shadow ban to loving visibility filtering is a bit disingenuous. Tweet number eight. Think about visibility filtering as a way for us to suppress what people see to different levels. It's a very powerful tool, one senior Twitter employee told us. Tweet number nine. Visibility filtering refers to Twitter's control over user visibility. It used visibility filtering to block searches of individual users, to limit the scope of a particular tweet's discoverability, to block selected users' posts from ever appearing on the trending page, and from inclusion in hashtag searches. Tweet 10. All without users' knowledge. Tweet 11. We control visibility quite a bit, and we control the amplification of your content quite a bit. And normal people do not know how much we do, one Twitter engineer told us. Two additional Twitter employees confirmed. So can you see how this is wrong? Not only are they shaping public discourse, which ends up shaping government policies, but they have zero transparency. How can people debate or adjust or correct their ideas if there's no dialogue? People are just limited without actually knowing it. That's the thing with transparency. It allows for resistance and opposition. If you're resistance averse, like most authoritarians are, the best approach would be to have a no resistance model. This obfuscation allows them to control you without your knowledge. If that level of manipulation wasn't enough for really big accounts, like the popular libs of TikTok, there's extra special handling. 
See, those high-profile accounts are handled off the books, so to speak, by the Site Integrity Policy Policy Escalation Support Team. That team was made up of Vijaya Gade, Yoel Roth, and even Jack Dorsey, to name a few. And they would handle the big accounts that were controversial. The important thing with the SIPPEST team was that there were no tickets to trace what they did. Now, Chaya Raichik, aka Libs of TikTok, had 1.4 million followers at the time and was suspended six times in 2022 for violating the vague, hateful conduct policies. Her account was slapped with the flag, do not take action on user without consulting with SIPPES. But worse than that, in Tweet19, it shows that Libs of TikTok was indirectly violating Twitter's hateful conduct policy. Indirectly means that she wasn't violating the policy directly. See how they've minced words to try to justify themselves? The thing to keep in mind is that the problem that all fact checkers face is who gets to decide what the truth is? Is hateful conduct whatever somebody on a whim feels it is? The topics that Libs of TikTok speaks about really need to be talked about. Society has instituted the woke left narrative. It's completely one-sided and she's trying to bring balance to those ideas. Topics like the ones that Libs of TikTok covers are nuanced and not easily solvable. Just think of abortion. To the right, abortion is murdering babies. And to the left, it's a violation of women's rights. Should Twitter ban all pro-life voices to appease pro-choice people? This wouldn't be good for society. Remember when gay people were in the closet because society wouldn't accept them and they were too afraid to come out? Just because society had banned their beliefs doesn't mean that those beliefs went away. They were just closeted. Yet ironically, the left want to closet everything that isn't woke. And guess what? Those ideas aren't going to go away just because they're silenced by the mainstream media, social media, or the societal narrative either. Ideas need to be aired out and conversations need to be had. Agreement may not be possible, but there's a chance it might help people understand each other a little bit more. Now consider that the abortion debate has been around for a very long time. Gender-affirming procedures, which Chaya was criticizing in this exchange, has been mainstream for all of about five minutes. Do you think it might be questioned just a little rather than be censored? How hubristic it is to think that this tiny group knows best for everyone. And on that note, maybe this is good training to become a politician because they usually believe they know more than all the people they tend to rule over. Okay, so, so far, dissent towards the woke narrative gets you limited or banned. Why is that? Well, according to Yoel Roth, when acting as global head of trust and safety, in tweet 25, Roth wrote, the hypothesis underlying much of what we've implemented is that if exposure to, e.g. misinformation directly causes harm, we should use remediations that reduce exposure and limiting the spread or virality of content is a good way to do that. So, words cause harm. Just to be clear, these harmful words are not the inciting violence kind, which is already illegal, but simply words that are countering the woke narrative. That's what they consider as causing harm, which makes me wonder. What causes more harm in the long run, denying reality or acknowledging reality? I'd go with the latter. Reality doesn't really care about your beliefs, so you better align with it rather than trying to have it align with you. But you know what does cause harm? Doxing people online on platforms like Twitter. 
Revealing where people live, for example, could very easily lead to someone actually being harmed. This would be the sort of physical sticks and stones kind of way. So when Chaya was doxxed on Twitter, certainly they would have pulled that tweet down, right? Hell no. These were not the droids they were looking for. Everything seems to be upside down. People expect conformity of thinking, especially when it comes to the truth. It's not like the truth is served on the shelf at Walmart. The truth is like a puzzle. You have to plow through as much information as you can find and sort the pieces in order to see the full picture. But what happens when pieces of the puzzle are removed or hidden? Obviously, this will create only a partial puzzle, but what you end up with isn't the full picture. It isn't the truth. Who designated Twitter and other social media platforms to be the arbiters of truth and misinformation? Personally, I think many woke ideas are misinformation. They're downright insane. Can I claim their ideas directly cause harm to me and have them censored? But what if I'm wrong and they're right? What then? The classic example of this was when Galileo supported the controversial theory of the heliocentric model. Until then, the accepted model was that the Earth was at the center of everything, but Galileo paid a heavy price for supporting the model that flipped that idea and instead promoted that the Earth goes around the Sun. But the powers that be back then, the same as today, took offense to having their beliefs challenged. How dare you? For that, Galileo was essentially deplatformed. Back then, before social media, that meant that there was an inquisition by the church and that this idea was heresy. How are people supposed to sort out their differences when one side has a hammer and the other side looks like a bunch of nails? Clearly the truth isn't the goal. But this all sounds familiar. For questioning the narrative, his punishment was house arrest until the day he died. Same human motivation, different tools of the times. Have we not learned anything yet? So what did you think of the Twitter files dump number two? I think it's crazy how much of what we hear and see is being controlled. We all knew it was happening, but just not quite like this or this much. Okay, don't forget that I created a spot on memoryholeshow.com for you to leave me topic suggestions. Now on the web version, you can find it on the right-hand panel and on mobile, scroll all the way down to the bottom to find it. I'd love to hear what suggestions you have. And as a bonus, I'll read the suggestions out so long as they're reasonably appropriate. Anyways, don't forget to subscribe to the show. I'd like to boost the show up and get it to a thousand subscribers this year. And I need your help to get there. Share the show, like the show, leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast provider. It really does help people find the show. Thank you for helping to grow the show. And until next time, speak up or you'll get memory hold.
All content from the MemoryHoleShow.com and the Memory Hole Show podcast is for the purpose of entertainment and presented solely as opinion.